everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, colon, rewatching <laughs> random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are discussing a film this week that I picked called Romeo plus Juliet. You may have heard of it, maybe not. It's a... It's, it's a, a niche play-based film, so... Lisa, why don't you explain to anyone who doesn't know? I mean, there's probably most of them haven't heard of this one. So why don't you tell everyone the plot? Yeah. Uh, with yeah, yeah. as little judgment as possible. With as little condescension as yeah. I possibly can. Okay, gotcha. Two teenage lovers. Go on. <laughs> All right. So for anyone who doesn't know, this movie is based off of a play by an author known as William <laughs> Shakespeare. Also may have heard of him. And it basically follows two teenagers, one named Romeo, one named Juliet, stick with me. And they're from rival households uh, who basically think of them as gang members. They're basically killing each other off and they've been told by the prince. In this case, the film is set in a modern setting, so by the uh, police chief, that they are no longer allowed to have any more citywide brawls that cause death and mayhem. Because if they do, <laughs> it'll be the lives of the two heads of the households who will forfeit, basically. And so they're like, got it, no problem. But then, of course, little Romeo, who's the only son of the Montague family, a head of the family, basically falls in love with Juliet, the only daughter of the heads of the Capulet family. And the two of them have to keep their love secret. They marry in secret. But then due to those sort of gang situations we were talking about and deaths of friend and family members uh romeo ends up being banished from the city and juliet doesn't know what's going to happen and then romeo and juliet juliet almost has to marry a different guy named paris who in this film is the governor's son played by paul rudd i should mention that juliet is played by claire danes romeo is played by leonardo dicaprio you may have heard of them too you may have heard of them too there's maybe some famous people in this cast and uh when she finds out that she's going to be forced to marry someone else she turns to their the two of their confidant father lawrence a priest for help and he comes up with an interesting solution that may cause more tragedy than good. You know, you might know the ending to this play. I feel like it is okay to spoil this movie, but just in case you weren't forced to sit through English 10, uh, we'll probably, you know, maybe if you want to pause here, read the play or watch the movie and then join us because we're going to spoil the hell out of this <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's it's safe to say that yeah um and of course because it was written by william shakespeare in the age-old time uh they all speak in shakespearean uh language Eliz- so even though yes the elizabethan era um and so as a result while the film itself is set in a modern setting in the 90s when it came out it is still using the traditional elizabethan language I think that's that's enough. As Pauline mentioned in the trivia episode, this is a very distinctive, stylized version of Romeo and Juliet. Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, if you don't know it, we're going to probably, I'm sure, go into that as well. But this was our generation's Romeo and Juliet to the extreme. So definitely. Like, everyone watched it in their English class. Everyone watched it outside of their English class. Everyone had a crush on Leonardo DiCaprio or Claire Danes, depending. And or. Um, So... Pauline, mm-hmm. how long is so? We always start with our first question, which is uh, takeaways. So, yeah. what is it like rewatching a movie now versus when we watched it when we were younger? And we watched this one right up until about high school. Have you seen it since high no, school? Would you say? Okay. I doubt it. I'm yeah, like, maybe once, but it's real. I doubt it. Like I it's, can't. I imagine. feel the same way. It's, is, it was really yeah. a long time ago. It feels like okay. Yeah. So then, Pauline, what yes. was it like? Now that yeah. you're not a teenager. Mm-hmm. A teenage <laughs> girl just loving on Leo. Um, <laughs> loving on Leo. <laughs> Were well, there anything, is there anything that you misunderstood? Anything that you misremembered? Any scenes that really stood out? Any Anything at all? What was yeah. your thoughts? <laughs> okay, this may be a little all over the place as we go through it. Because I feel like there's like, there's going to be a few different things that come up. So like one, mm. obviously... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is still a babe and I still enjoyed watching him even though I was like wow you're little and I when I watched <laughs> this when I was younger I was like oh he's such a dreamy man and it's I like, guess no, man, he's man being the word a you're young like, oh, you're a teenager <laughs> yeah and I was like no you are a boy so that's funny to look at it because you're like shit he's so 
little, but I mean, obviously bibbit. it's appropriate, yeah. but yeah. I did yeah. not think that as a young girl. I remember just no. thinking he was so dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I was like, takeaway number one. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than that, I, so overall, I remember this was the first one that I really, I think because it was set in modern times, first Shakespearean um, adaptation, I guess that you're like oh I get what they're Mm. saying when they say it like this like do you know what I mean like it made the the old Elizabethan language seem so much clearer because of Mm. the style and as the aesthetic I guess I would say so I feel like this was the most relatable is the weirdest word to use but like the, <laughs> given the it's, given what the given the context yeah and what but, the character's actions are yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's like the one I understood the most it was the one mm. I was like oh I get it like they're I get what's going on here so that's like generally how I always felt about this one so this one does I don't know if I'd say it has a special place in my heart but it definitely is one that I think of fondly when I'm like oh Mm. I remember loving that movie and then that's kind of as far as it goes I obviously never watched it (laughs) because I mean you need to be in a mood for a Shakespearean tragedy I mean yeah yeah you kind of you want to be watching it for a reason Yeah. yeah yeah so um okay so other than that um I definitely did not fully understand the all the drug references in this that was movie. one of mine as we were too little like we the drug references little. the character mercutio who is romeo's best friend he's not a montague or a capulet but he hangs out with the montague boys because he's best friends with romeo he has a lot of drugs <laughs> he's a lot of drugs and i was just like i was like like did they are these drug references like applicable to the times as is this or is this the modern interpretation of these words modern interpretation okay i was like yeah i feel like they're not talking about drugs in the 1500s no they they were quite talking in the same way not not milk of the poppy or anything like that um it basically that came later it was more symbolic and it was definitely more um it was different it was very a different sort of thing of what they were going across baz lerman made the choice to modernize it because when they're one of the big drug scenes is when Mercutio is introduced and they're about to go to a costume party that the Capulets are throwing. And yes. because Mercutio is invited, they can go with him. And Romeo and him are having this discussion about dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. And Romeo's thing is of course, cause he's a sad whiny wallowing, <laughs> wallowing love struck teenage boy and he's complaining about it and doesn't want to party and he's talking about dreams and how they affected him and the way that Baz Luhrmann has it done is Mercutio in his discussion Mercutio relates it strongly to drug use and like don't worry I've got some stuff that's really gonna change your mind yeah <laughs> and change your dream state and you're like what what pill so, is he get- is that ecstasy LSD. I know I'm like what's he giving e. this is E for sure that was what I was thinking I was like this, they're for sure okay we're on Molly got it so it was just a it, anyway so that to me and yes. it's referenced later as well there's like more drug use and I was like wow mm-hmm. I missed all of this I didn't yeah. like it went all over my head so that was just funny to watch it I was like and I knew they were doing drugs like because he pulls out the pill yeah. right like yeah. so you see it so as a younger child I definitely was like oh they're doing a, some sort of a drug but I just it I, the extent of what it, it meant and everything like and there's and the weird visuals that follow that was it it was the weird visuals that <laughs> as a kid watching it as an adult I'm like oh this the visuals oh he's make tripping sense. He's, oh, he's tripping, tripping. that's exactly <laughs> what I wrote down I'm like oh Romeo is tripping okay because as yeah. a kid basically what it is is Merc- he takes the drug from Mercutio and then they get to the party and things are sped up and weird and people's smiles and, and facial expressions and behavior is and really sounds strange. are distorted and, yeah. yeah and as a weird. kid I remember just being like I mean you were already following Shakespearean dialogue so your brain was already like this is we have to concentrate and then that happened and you're like uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah totally 100 percent that <laughs> So yeah, so that that whole party scene was weird to me. Oh yes, um, just because I didn't understand what was happening from childhood. Mm. Um, I loved Tybalt. Yes, I mean, like he's oh. so good. Even now, like now, and even then, John yes. Leguizamo is fabulous as Tybalt. He's like so perfect. He's, it's, it's kind so of insane. Well done, and I think that that was actually it. I actually, as much as obviously Leo was a draw for me. Um, mm 
I think John Leguizamo's acting in this movie is one of the reasons why I understood the mm-hmm. plot and mm-hmm. like the the subtext and the the anger and everything because the thing is that's hard I think with the Elizabethan dialogue is they you know thou art a villain and you're like oh, that's like the meanest thing you could ever say to somebody and it's like <laughs> oh no it's not so it's hard they do such mm. a good job of like working with the dialogue and he's mm. just such a good actor he's just so good you, his anger he's just angry all the time like you're like yeah he's an angry okay, motherfucker yeah. he's angry yeah. and then romeo is wallowing and you're like okay he's whiny and then you're just like, <laughs> like mercutio's crazy and you're like he is crazy and like so they all do yeah. a very and juliet is naive and you're like look at god juliet's naive and so i feel like this version mm. was just the one that i was like oh i get it i get it i get it. um <laughs> i get everything that is happening i'm following you know what i, what you you know what I didn't get though mm. as a, and i don't know i think this is adult pauline but Maybe I felt like this. I actually quite liked Paul Rudd's um, yes. Paris. <laughs> she doesn't want to marry him. I like, or doesn't even like him. Like whatever the interaction is at the yeah. beginning. I just was like, why not? Like he seems like he's a he's, really nice. He's sweet, such a funny, weird little goofball. Goofball. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And obviously now, so this is why I'm like, I don't know how I felt then because now I'm like, he's Paul Rudd, he's wonderful and amazing. So at the time, Paul Rudd was not exactly what Paul Rudd is The now. most we knew was, hey, that's that guy from Clueless. Yes, Josh. <laughs> and everyone loves Josh from Clueless. You're like, well, you love him. So I don't yeah. know how much of that is colored from my now uh, oh, viewing of this, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Like, come on, he's oh. so cute. He's adorable. Yes. Um, he is an adorable individual. He really is. Um, the other the other thing I realized watching it as an adult, I related so much more to Friar Lawrence's reactions. Oh my God. Everything he really is Friar the voice Lawrence of says. So Pete oh. Postlewaite plays the character yeah. and he does such a good job. But it, uh, there were so many lines where I was like, yes, listen to him. Yes. Someone listened. Why aren't you listening to the father? Listen Everyone to this priest. He needs to listen to Everyone Friar Lawrence so much more. <laughs> He's like, okay, let's all calm down here. Like, he's, and everyone's he's, like, no. So, for example, like, oh, okay. and everyone's like, no. And we're like, yeah. And there's like chaos. So, um, for example, Romeo comes to Friar to tell him that he's, he's in love with Juliet and he wants to marry Juliet. And this is like two days after this other woman named Rosalind has broken his heart and he was wallowing and mourning the loss of love there. And so even the friar knew this. And so when he's like, oh, no, I'm done with her. I'm marrying Juliet tomorrow is basically what the interaction is. (laughs) And the father's like, wait, wait a minute here. What is going on? And you're just like, yes, father. Yes, exactly. Yes. I think everyone can agree that this does seem a little hasty. And he does a good solid burn on on Romeo. Where he's like, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm. I think Rosalind was wise not to return your favors, considering how frequently you just change course. And as an adult, you're like, damn, Steve, yes, a hundred percent. I want to talk to Rosalind. I feel like she's the wisest of the teens that we're yeah. Encounter. She ended this with this like Playboy drama queen. Like, holy moly! Oh, so anyway, oh. so I, as an adult, I gen- I thoroughly oh, enjoyed yeah. his scenes. I know when Every I was younger, scene with him was wonderful i kind of thought they were a little more boring like i was like okay like let's where is leo <laughs> where is claire like come on and so anytime he was the main focus i was like okay father let's pick this up but now like adult probably was like oh no he is the best part of this whole movie <laughs> him and tybalt sure. i'm like him... all right i'm still on board with both of these two <laughs> yeah totally they're the best characters i thought i liked mercutio more when i was younger and then watching it as an adult i I liked him, but I was like, he's a bit of an antagonist. So I don't know if he's really, he's kind of hot-headed. Mm. He's not the most helpful. He doesn't really lead the charge in the most <laughs> practical of ways. So I just was like, oh, I thought he was, I thought I liked him more when mm. I was younger. And now when I'm older, I'm like, I still like him. Don't get me wrong. But I definitely was like, oh no, Tibble's where it's at. So is the friar. Mm. That's about mm-hmm. it. That's all I can say. <laughs> and Paul Red. And Paul Red, obviously. Um, Oh my god. Okay, I mean there's so many things to be said. So there are so many things to be said. Well, and it's interesting rewatching it because what what this film is known for, as we said, were the visual aesthetics. So because instead of swords, they have guns. Instead of like, you know, other situations that are arising that you're like, you know, they're dressed 
all of the Montague boys are dressed in Hawaiian shirts mm. and all of the Capulets oh God, are so wearing nice. tight black everything mm. with um, icons of saints and the Virgin Mary and Jesus basically on everything. And, so, I remember and everything's as a tattooed kid, on. It's crazy. Yes, and I remember as a kid, I even as a kid, I was like, that's the better family. <laughs> the Capulets. For the Capulets. The, as soon as the Montagues showed up, I was like, ugh, no. Yeah. Hawaiian shirts and buzz cuts and what is happening with this crew? Like, I was very much and like, they I'm seemed, all for this. A hundred percent. And they seemed more um, erratic in their behavior. Like they seemed mm. more uh, like... The Montagues, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Montagues just seemed like like they actually honestly i just was like oh you're those annoying guys in high school that i just totally uh, well and and i think driving nuts kind of thing right like to totally. show the differences of their families the differences of their sort of I, I keep saying gang but i think this like it's meant to be like or, or, or think mafia if you want to like along yes. those lines you're getting from both and, and one just seems like the more traditional put together mafia <laughs> mafia yeah. and one is definitely more of the like we're the up-and-comer annoying ones. yeah <laughs> and you're like, it's true and i was like no capulets all the way i'm cheering for the capulets leo i like but everyone else in this i'm really wanting the capulets to win yeah yeah that's the, whose family uh, yeah. i want to be in <laughs> i totally i can just I agree stylize 100 totally um but this also like it has like the camera work in this one everything is sped up or slowed down or it flips really quickly um you have extreme close-ups and then suddenly you're having these big bombastic visual long shots and and it's meant to be almost manic at times and And it is it's very learning this is how he does and i felt like as a kid i remember just like the visual of it was fascinating mm-hmm. like the speed of it the changing the backgrounds the musical soundtrack like all of that worked in a way that I just couldn't not look at the screen I think because I was like I don't know what's happening I have to pay attention like I, this changes so fast where are we now in a swimming pool okay sure like it just kept my attention and I could see why this would be you mentioned the trivia so that this is a very divisive style when it mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. um but I liked it as a Me kid. Too. I really liked the visuals. I really liked how fast-paced it was. I thought it fit the very dramatic, overly dramatic, melodramatic tone of everything. Like, everything yeah. about this movie is stylized, and it's a very stylized version of the play. And it just, as a kid, I was like, I'm here for it. This is, this and, is working for me. And I think, too, I think that's why he, to your point, I think Baz Luhrmann actually does a really good job directing this because he... He when he is showing the the love scenes, they're very sweet and tender. Mm. The lighting is quite soft, and the he's not going fast, and it's not erratic mm-hmm. and chaotic. And so I think he does this really good job of helping the audience. And for me, as like an eleven year old girl, this is very important <laughs> to <laughs> let you know when something is like getting out of control or when something is really sweet and tender and when it's out of control and then sweet and tender and I was like so I think again it's why I was able to follow it the best out of, yeah. compared to how a traditional Shakespearean movie gets done the Zeffirelli like the Zeffirelli yeah. version basically exactly. the other one you were shown in high school you were shown yes. Zeffirelli and you were shown Lerman and you were like okay very these different are two films. very different films and honestly totally. The one that's easier to follow, for me at least, mm. at that age, no question, was this Boz Lerman one. And which I think is that that's the point. So, Which is so funny. It is It is very interesting. And I mean, there's no way for us to talk about this film without getting into our opinions of the play itself. Because it's very true to the play. Very it little is. has changed. Baz Luhrmann has stayed very true to the storyline, to the language, to the plot, to everything. And so as a kid, I was like, okay. And then... It's funny, as a teenager, I will say later teens, I when I watched the Zeffirelli version in school, I was like, oh, I like this. Mm. Oh, I'm on board with this one. <laughs> I was oh, like, okay, funny. traditional all the way. I switched. I went from, yes, Leo. And I think it was because I understood the play better. And I was like, oh, I like I like this version. I like seeing how it would have been done in Elizabethan times. Totally. I get that. Um, but it's funny when the movie started, I mean there was very little I didn't not remember. Like I was like, oh yes, I remember. I forgot that it opened with the television though. 
And watching it as an oh. adult, I was like, oh, this is so clever. I forgot I remember how clever that. I know, that, the opening was. so clever. And that was actually one of the things I did remember. I was like, mm. it starts with the TV and it, was it ends with the TV. only when it anyway. turned on that I was like, oh, yeah, the TV bit. And like the very dramatic, I, there's a dramatic choir singing and mm. like film footage and headlines. And what I love is the Montague building and the Capulet building, A, have signs on top of them like casinos that say Montague's Capulets in neon letters. Brilliant. And yep. they're across the street. I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> and I think I just get a lot more of it as an adult. Like I just obviously understood more, understood all of it. I didn't understand. Like I find the interesting choice for Lerman in this. Mercutio, as you were saying, as a kid, I, I liked him. I think I liked him because Dan and JM liked him, to be Dan honest. Dan loved Mercutio. Dan loved Mercutio. He thought Mercutio was funny. He thought he was stylized well. He loved everything Mercutio did. And so as a kid, I was like, we got to like Mercutio. Tybalt, uh, I liked on my own. Mercutio, I was like, we like him because Dan says he's cool and he seems to be a friend. I guess we're cool with him. I like him wearing those heels. He looks good in that short skirt um, for the costume party. But as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh, Mercutio is unhinged in yeah. this version. Yeah. He's he's different. It's a very particular choice with him. Where I, like Just the actor's expressions mm. and tone. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd want him for a buddy. He seems to just switch at the drop of a hat and is very unstable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought he was supposed to be a calming presence. He's not a calming presence. No, that's what I mean. I was like, in the play, play, he's meant to be like, usually he's meant to be more of the... uh, because he's not on—he's not supposed to be on any side, right? He's friends with Romeo, but he's not trying to pick sides between the Montagues and the Capulets. So he's meant to be the more easygoing friend who sort of says, "Let's just have a good time and forget all the fighting," kind of thing. And so it was very interesting watching it as an adult and being like, "Wow, this was a choice and an interesting choice." Okay, I like it. I'm watching. See where this goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just—it's just funny. It was just funny rewatching it because I think what I remembered most from my little kid way of watching it were the visuals hands mm-hmm. down when the opening scene um with where you're introduced to the montague boys and the capulet boys at the gas station yeah that is everything i watched yep. that and i'm like that was probably the scene that was most ingrained in my head out of mm-hmm. any other scene was the gas station scene at the beginning and it's the where, first five minutes and it's the first five minutes and i was watching it and it was so funny as an adult i was like yeah yeah scene and then after it was done i was kind of like what other scenes did I like? Because <laughs> it happened so quickly. It's all, yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's kind of like, this is funny because that was the one I was most looking forward to because it was the one that was most in my head and then it was gone and I was like, uh... because that scene is actually also so, cool. so clever for mm-hmm. how they're able to have these altercations that just seem so difficult to stage in the in like the present times they mm-hmm. just how they do and honestly one of the, my favorite things i actually think it's one of my favorite moments you you're introduced to the Montague boys. They're rolling up in their Hawaiian shirts with their music playing in a convertible. So yep. And one of them turns to the camera and he just says, a dog of the house of Capulet moves me. And then they all laugh and high five. Like he just did a super wicked <laughs> insult. And again, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's an insult. But like, if you you're just like, leave it. that on a page, you're like, what does that mean? So, <laughs> so, but then the soundtrack kicks in and it, and they're introducing everyone. And it just on the screen, it says the Montague boys. And again, I think it's really like, it's a little on the nose, so it I is. understand so why yeah. this would be very divisive for, like, adults of the time. Like, they're like, okay, we get it. Whereas Child Pauline was like, thank you! Okay, got it! These guys are the <laughs> oh, one They even gave okay. them nameplates! Okay, and they even underneath go, Benvolio, Romeo's yes. cousin. You're yeah. like, gotcha. Got okay, it. that's got Romeo's it. cousin. Like, you can tell Baz Luhrmann was really <laughs> catering to the teenage crowd for oh this my one. God. But I was like, okay, so Prince of Cats. Like, oh, that sounds like a good title. Badass name. Here we go. (laughs) But anyway, so the soundtrack kicks in. So it's like, he says this line, they high five, they're laughing. It says Montague Boys. And then the soundtrack kicks in, and whatever the song is, it's the boys, the boys. The boys, the boys. And I was like, these are the boys. Like, and so it, it's, it's so on the nose. So perfectly for my 11 year old brain to understand. Like, I was like, Got it. 
I'm in. Yeah. And then yeah. things go on fire. Things There's go on fire. Well, helicopters. And it's great because well, they're introduced in a, and I think it shows again, they're very clever with showing the different personality of the two families because they're bombastic, chaotic from the get go. And they pull up to the gas station and they don't realize because a, a van of nun and schoolgirls. <laughs> It's blocking them. Um, but the, the van pulls away and it's um, a car is pulled up and it's the Capulet car with Tybalt and some of and his cousins. And they're more subtly done. You don't even see them right away. You see Tybalt's shoes, which are awesome. His boots mm -hmm. get his out of the car boots, yep. and, mm -hmm. you know, crunch his like cigarette and then walk into the store. And so you, you just have this more subtle introduction of them. And then they get bombastic too because their gun fighting is over the top hand movements flips like you yeah. know shooting like it's it's not just like a simple gunshot it's there are moves there's gun tossing there's like yeah. everything spinning to show it up. yeah these guys are like the back. Yeah. over the top you know players when it comes to it and it's so it's just interesting it's very stylized and you get everything very quickly in that scene and i think i'm with you as a kid i appreciated it i was like mm -hmm. okay i know who that is i know who that is i know they're fighting and then like suddenly there's like police helicopters and explosions and the police officer's like everyone put down your weapons and you're a yeah. kid we're like got it these guys keep fighting they yeah. shouldn't be doing that innocent people get and hurt then, i'm on board with the police officer and then it makes sense too because when he's like they call him prince right so mm -hmm. it's like he's the chief of police you like it's kind of like his last name whatever yeah. but he uh then it's in a courtroom and he's like three brawls and he's like lecturing both households and so it you can you can kind of buy the mm. justice system of the time the, like like <laughs> it, he's not, not a lie. prince verona kind of rules like a police state <laughs> yeah that's i think that's a fantastic way to describe it which i feel like there's no like it's not like they're gonna go they're not it's not the prime minister gonna get involved in this yeah. little fray yeah. that's happening here so yeah. it makes perfect sense that this is how this is going down totally. but you're like okay i buy this world like because mm -hmm. i think the thing that's the reality is the world today now correct me if i'm wrong lisa doesn't exactly operate the same way it used to operate in the 1500s yay or nay would you concur i i, uh, I will say yay okay thank you so to take your right. script and keep the language the same but then to place it in modern times that is a really tricky adaptation i think mm. to succeed with that's a yep. that because you got to explain a lot of shit, even little things like um, one of them, for example, the uh, which father is it? I think it's Montague. Uh, and he is like, give me my long sword. And he's in his limo and he reaches and grabs his like massive rifle that's just on the side of the car. And like someone else has their sword and it's a nine millimeter. Another one has mm -hmm. a dagger and it's a smaller gun. And so they have referenced these things they haven't changed anything about the language they've just changed what the weapon is and again it's and very again they're, clever. it's very visual so it's like as soon as they say something the visual is there to well, show you what they've said and again it's on the nose because it then like draw your sword and then one of them pulls out their gun and then the camera just zooms in and on the gun it says sword and you're like okay got it that's the sword and what's even Check. better is that the butt of the guns are monogrammed so it's yeah. encapsulated and monogrammed i'm like how much money do you guys spend on this? Like you spend too much money personalizing totally. these weapons. Just going to say that. But also, again, it's because you look at the who Tybalt is. Like you mm. look at how he dresses, what he wears. Of course that fucker has a monogrammed <laughs> gun. Like, of course he's got the sacred heart of Jesus right there. Like you're like, yes, obviously. So it's, again, it's just brilliant characterization mm. in terms of like making it, this sounds so stupid, making it like, like re like relatable or realistic i guess or understandable thank you that's say. a better i would word. say it's better in that way Definitely and it's not probably relatable. why it's still kind of shown in high school classrooms as an option for helping those students who are struggling with uh elizabethan verse <laughs> and you know jokes that no longer are easy to follow for most teens right or insults that don't sound like insults anymore totally. like when they're what talking about the your bite the thumb, thumb and you're like what, what? Who cares? Okay, sure, fine. Biting a thumb. So we're like, we'll equate this to giving the middle finger. Is this what we're we're equating? Totally. You're like, okay, oh, cool. Okay, I got you. I got Worse? you. Worse? Got it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. No, and yeah. it's just funny. As a kid, I bought it. As an adult, it's hard to watch. 
in a different way because I also I have struggled always with the play Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, but it we'll makes get into sense. That. They're two teenagers making very poor life choices based on the sheer amount of um, emotions that are going through them. <laughs> Yep. And not enough time to process and think shit through because stuff just keeps being tossed at them. And as an adult, I love Shakespeare. I study Shakespeare. And it is one of my least favorite plays that I studied in the sense that I'm like, A, it's been done a million times. And mm-hmm. B, I just want to take both of them and smack them both upside the head and be like, stop it. It's like, no. <laughs> just, bad. Wait yeah. two weeks. Literally you, two please. weeks. You'll get yes. over this. <laughs> I feel like you're both going to get over it. Romeo's going to fall in love with someone else. Juliet, you'll finally be able to do something. Like, I mean, oh, just, so just calm the hell down. Everybody calm the hell down. <laughs> so it's just funny watching because as a kid, I bought the morose Romeo. I was like, oh, he's so in love with Juliet. Oh my I gosh, know. those two are totally meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching it, you're like, no 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 they're not no no No, No. i'm with the father the only reason i'd let them get married too would be like maybe this will solve the family feud (laughs) totally (laughs) maybe your love will just bring more love and it's like well that didn't pan out now did it father damn it it's gone awry um so it's just it's funny watching it now as an adult because i'm with you i'm like romeo is way too moody i'd totally go with paul rudd but i'm also not a 15 year old girl anymore totally so of course I choose the Paul Rudd. Of course. Now I'm like he seems stable. He's got he's, he's got a good son career. of a governor. Yeah, he's got an established family tree here. We can, you know, donate some of this money to some charities once we get on the end. Like there's some potential here. There's some potential. I mean the reality is it's an assigned marriage anyway. So you're yep. you know you're kinda, she's they're never screwed. letting her marry who she loves regardless. And then he is a Montague. There's no way that's happening either. So anyway, so anyway, the logical Pauline is like, okay, so if you're marrying anybody, I, know. I will gladly take Paul Rudd. Sure. <laughs> and as an adult, as a result, too, it was just funny because they're just like, ah, Romeo's on the beach again, staring at the waves. Okay, it's going to take I know, and even his parents are like, find out what's wrong with him. And Vinvalio's like, I'll try. And then he goes, what's wrong? He's like, oh, out of love, out of her love. And you're like, oh, okay. He's like, my heart's just the worst ever. And then we're like, well, let's go to a party. I'll show you other girls. No, no. no. And then he sees one other girl and he's like, I never saw true beauty till this night. And it's like, really? Really? And poor Juliet has been stuck in her house this whole time. It's like, yeah. wow, he's good looking. Wow, my and only love interested in me. my only hate. And it's like, <laughs> only love? My God. Like, is it, this is called a crush. This it has crush. been 20 minutes. So, so it's hard, too, because when you're watching it, I mean, this is just how the plays are written. Different time, different everything. And so it's just funny to have such a dramatic... <laughs> influence in it and be like okay have to suspend all disbelief and just accept the melodrama that you're watching yeah and then you're cool and then you're good but I will say like this is a film that is still quite influential and it's funny I told our sister JM that this is what we were watching Mm. and her first reaction was oh great film it's so stylized and because of how stylized this was it aged really well because it wasn't like proper 90s like all this Mm. she went off Mm-hmm. she went off she's like i watched it recently it still holds up tybalt's amazing like she gave a full review in hilarious about how great the movie still was it does like well that's entertaining i wasn't expecting that great wonderful yep. Toss that out there. you should have recorded it and then we just added on to the <laughs> everyone here's jm's opinion go jm five minutes you got this that's sum funny. it up uh okay. anything else you want to add i mean i no i i mean no, I we could go on forever. Uh, we probably could. Yeah. So there's a lot, and they do such a good job of containing everything in two hours. Like that really mm. is quite remarkable. So I feel like there's so many things to address, but the reality is the conclusion is that young Pauline didn't understand the drugs, loved Leonardo DiCaprio, bought into the love story, and yep. now that's all different. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. It's the trouble. I think this is. I think this is a play you should study in high school because yes. it's the only time you buy it. Oh and gosh. then when you are no longer in high school and you're watching it, you're like, mm, I relate too much to the priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I don't think this is, I don't think I'm the proper audience anymore. Yeah. For this one. Uh-huh. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go not. hang out with King Lear over there because I think I can, totally. for some reason I can, can buy I go that Can I go watch <laughs> Richard III? Anyway. Awesome. Uh, All right, then. Paul, okay. Let's, let's shift gears. Yes. Um, so why don't we talk about the Bechtel test? We always review our films using the Bechtel test. Do you mind reminding everyone what that is and then saying whether this movie passes it or not? 
Yes. So, everyone, the Bechtel test is a very basic test to determine the quality or caliber of female characters uh, in a film. Um, it's very basic. It's very minor. It is imperfect. But very few films actually pass it. Three things that need to happen. One, it needs to have two named female characters. This movie does. Two, those female characters then need to talk to each other. This movie does. When they talk to each other, they need to talk to each other about something other than a man or men. And I don't know if I can honestly feel confident. I mean, obviously, okay, everyone. So Juliet has her mother, Lady Capulet. I can't think of what her actual first name is. I'm not sure if they give it. They never but, say it. It's always okay, Lady Capulet. Okay, so that's already yeah. kind of a problem because she's really mm -hmm. only identified by her last name. But let's just say that's her name. Then she has a nurse. And the nurse is just named Nurse. So that's problematic. Yeah. Yeah. But even when they all talk, they're constantly talking about who she's going to marry or what what life is like with a man and, and who Romeo is. So the conversation actually never yeah. revolves around what Juliet wants to do or, or life outside the walls of their house or what it's mm -hmm. like to, you know. And I get it. It's obviously... I'm. I'm critiquing it quite dramatically. It's a different time. Like, obviously, I women mean, don't just this get to is decide all what their favorite things are in the world. from the Elizabethan era. Like, yeah. we're, we're critiquing a film based so, on a play from the 50s. It actually does a very good job of, actually, there are female characters that interact with each other and actually have a shit ton of lines. Like, the nurse has mm. a lot of lines. Mm. So, it actually, and there's multiple interactions, but uh, really, the they all revolve around men. Yeah the they whole do. time so whole time yeah almost but no cigar that's not the expression <laughs> as i said it i was like huh, no close but no cigar there she be <laughs> that's my uh, new favorite almost uh, but no cigar, no cigar. <laughs> okay Pauline. and then it's like hey no one else was close but no cigar that reference that you just <laughs> literally made Ah, but you that you sort of mumbled how, a bit there. It's how okay. meta of me. Okay, well anyway. done, well done. So no, it does not right. pass the Bechtel test. Lisa. No, it does not. Same thing. I had this. Uh, not happening. But that's no. okay. It was closer than you would expect a Shakespearean play to get. So yeah, that's it's safe good. to say that Hamlet doesn't pass it. A hundred percent. So there you go. Oh my God. Okay, okay so let's pivot a bit more um is there anything so we always when we rewatch our films especially because we're watching older films we pay attention to anything that might have not aged well or might be outright offensive now given the change of times and what is considered appropriate or inappropriate and sometimes our movies have stuff that's really offensive and sometimes it just they just have stuff that just didn't age well um this movie that you would clock as something our audience should be aware of as something that either was offensive or didn't age well well okay so we're talking about something written in the 1500s <laughs> so i think it's safe to say that most of it doesn't really age well uh in terms of like content like not to not to shit on romeo and juliet but uh they're two teenagers falling in love and then killing themselves so i don't think that's a great message for anybody <laughs> that's a side note uh we all know the plot um but uh, okay so 100% in, yeah right no, okay so like, okay that's that's problematic we all need to talk about you know life choices mental health problems etc this one deals with addiction and drugs so we could talk about you know drug abuse there's lots that we can get into on that one um there is actually oh, oh and also like you know the the control of the patriarchy over uh women uh, yes so yeah the fact that one. everyone even kind of says that Juliet's a bit young and her dad's like nah this is fine. Soon anyway. And it's like, she's almost, even Paris is like, she's almost of age. Uh, oh, he's, and, you're, and it's like, mm, almost isn't of age. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> so uh, I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm just joking. I know exactly how I feel about that. Um, yeah. Okay. But there is also this moment where, so Juliet has secretly married Romeo mm. and is being told by her mother that she's going to be marrying Paris next week. She has a little bit of a meltdown and says she won't do it. And when her father hears this, he violently uh, throws her to the ground. He hits her mother. He holds her and yells in her face. It's a very terrifying interaction. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a that I would actually say, other than other than the very obvious like shooting and and murder um, <laughs> that's prevalent <laughs> in this film, uh, that violence that you see there is probably the most 
awful to watch I would say mm. like that she's she is this young girl Clarence does a great job of being this very young naive girl who's being physically assaulted by a her dad who's a much larger older guy so um that whole thing was quite violent mm. to watch mm. yeah um so heads up on that that people do die. I mean it's a Shakespearean tragedy a bunch of people die so yep. heads yep. up on that um but other than that I mean <laughs> Other than mainly the whole thing, Lisa, was there <laughs> anything that you'd like to add? Like, I can't think of anything from this this version in particular in terms of content. No, like, I mean, I, I know that when it came out, there were so many concerns over gun violence in it. And then people, of course, pointed out, like, it's the same end result. They're using guns instead of swords. Don't know why this is an right. issue. But it was, like, the, a big deal at the time. So if that, I don't know if that still upsets people, it I don't think it does. I think it's still your concern should be the murders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, more than anything else. Uh, but no, I don't think there's anything particular to this that you haven't already mentioned that I okay. you know, noted. I, I think most of it is original to the original play mm-hmm. with the exception of how they've chosen to stage um, that violent interaction between her and her dad, because that's not stage direction. That is yeah. the choice of the director. Yeah. Um, and same with like just how the fights like you know the the blood that's shown and everything obviously because they're in fights they're murdering like again that's a state that's a choice but it's fitting to what the source material is so mm. there you go yeah I, there we go. I say you're you're pretty much spot on so then yeah. Pauline now that we've discussed the takeaways we've looked at the Bechtel test and everything that you know people should be on the lookout for what do you think of this movie? Did it hold up? Is it one that you would want to watch again? Is it one that you would recommend to audiences and recommend it to? And um, is it some, what would you rate it out of 10? Okay. Yeah. Great question, Lise. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I did enjoy rewatching it. Like I, I, as much as I enjoy watching any Romeo and Juliet, I generally struggle like you with the plot of Romeo and Juliet in general, but then also teen movies are a rough one for me now. I'm just not the age for them, but overall, and this is probably very heavily tainted with nostalgia. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Like, I was like, (laughs) yes, I remember this. I I feel like I appreciated more of Baz Luhrmann's direction and style because I don't think those were things I was cognizant of what you know at the time that this movie came out um so i i would agree with jm's take in that it is so stylized that it isn't super dated like it's kind of dated like the hawaiian shirt thing like when i saw that i was like god that's so 90s because then i remember these were so those shirts were so in after this movie mm, there was a that? period yeah there was a period oh. where certain people were wearing the hawaiian shirts and you were like oh no and you're like you are not leonardo dicaprio <laughs> but okay but you anyway to, do you want to be the other montague's like think this yeah. through like if you can't yeah. pull off leo you probably don't want to do you want to be, be ben volio <laughs> like no one wants to be ben volio so anyway um so i I agree and I and then at the same time I'm like I don't really know if it holds up because it, because it is so stylized that it might be mm. I don't know if this is like relatable to the youngins now and again I think one of the things that does date it and maybe dating it's the wrong word but I think because it is so on the nose for the youngins to get watching it as an adult who gets the language easier and who understands more of the you know subtext of the Mm. dialogue that you're seeing written on for the play I'm like okay we get we get it we get it I know who's who like thank you so I mean I don't know if that holds up in terms of like does this reach a broader audience now Mm. like if you didn't watch this as a teenager but you want to watch it now I I think you might be like wow this was made for children (laughs) and you're probably (laughs) not wrong with that assumption so I mean that that might be who I'd recommend it to. I'd be like, hey, if you are a teenager and for some reason you want to watch Romeo and Juliet when you're not in English class, watch this one. Um, 
But I think the people who liked it from the 90s, I would be surprised if you didn't like it. Because again, it's so stylized. I feel like if you didn't like it when it came out, you're not going to suddenly like it now. Mm. But if you liked it in the 90s, I think you'd still like it. I think you'd still appreciate it. I mean, all of the problems that come with the Romeo and Juliet plot, you know, aside, the movie itself is quite visually interesting to watch. So if you enjoyed that, you'll probably still enjoy it. I I feel like, again, Baz Luhrmann's kind of one of those guys who's... You either loved Moulin Rouge or you did not love Moulin Rouge. Like, there's not really a lot of in-betweeners there. And so I think if you're a fan of Baz Luhrmann, you've probably already watched it. But feel free to watch it again if you haven't watched it in a while. Um, I think I'll watch it again, but I don't think that I'd, like, I I don't know when. I don't know why. Mm. I would just Mm. be, like, you know, in a mood. (laughs) <laughs> and, and just ha- watch it or maybe I'm in the mood for you know watching a scene of it I mean that gas station scene is awesome oh. and the soundtrack really is good this made me want to go should actually do it I should go into Apple Music and just download the soundtrack because I remember loving it so much mm. um classic 90s music right there out of 10 give this bad boy a I'll Oh, Ooh, I feel hesitation. Like, well, I feel like seven is always, it's always what I say. A seven is always such a safe number, but it's like, mm. I think it's good for the fact that it is a, a modern day adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. But I, I really don't know if it has held up well for anyone who wasn't mm. like in their teens when it came out. So I, I can't really recommend it to a wider audience. So that's kind of why I think it's a seven. That's what mm. I'd say. I get you. I get you. Okay, Lisa, what about you? So it was really interesting rewatching it. It was hard to place my adult self away mm. from the plot of Romeo and Juliet. Um, Romeo is so freaking whiny. He's so whiny. He's so whiny and he's such a killjoy. And I would have just been like, go sit on the beach. I'm going to go party. I, I don't yeah. even want to <laughs> hang out totally. with you anymore. Um, I'm impressed his friends spend so much time with him. Um, that being said, so in all honesty, this was this was what I remembered it being to for the most part as a kid i think i as i said i think i idolized mercutio more than i do watching it now i the best characters as as we've already talked about for me like tybalt hand and head and shoulders above pretty much everyone else yeah pete possible and john leguizamo steal every scene they're in they're wonderful not to say that everyone else is acting poorly or anything i think it's just they just jump out. They just do. Because yeah. there's just an elevated sense to both of them. Um, in terms of, I still love the soundtrack. I did, I do still like the visual style. I appreciate it. I appreciate that it's different. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, that's Baz Luhrmann. Like, I appreciate that there's totally. someone who has such a, a particular style that is attributed to them. And that anyone trying to do is is basically, you're like, no, you're not Baz Luhrmann. This person's already done it. Try your own thing. Um so I appreciated that. I appreciate the soundtrack still. I did find it a bit slow at times with Romeo on his own or just quietly pensive and some of the slower scenes. It's it, Again, I think because I'm no longer a, a teen, it was hard to stay as focused in this film as mm. I wanted to. But the scenes that jumped out, the gas station scene, the death of, spoiler, Tybalt and Mercutio. <laughs> I really hope you guys all know this play and this story by now. Those deaths still jumped out. Like, they still were wonderful. I did find some of the camera work a bit much. And I did find some of the on-the-nose stuff a bit much as an adult. So I think there's still a lot of nostalgia for it. But in terms of how well it's held up, I think you really have to like the style. If you don't, you're not going to enjoy this movie as Pauline said this is not one for you this is not your thing um if you loved it as a teen re-watch it see what it's like um if you are someone who struggles reading the play and needs something that's more more obvious more straightforward then watch it I think this will help you so for any students who are struggling <laughs> don't know why for you're listening to this students. podcast <laughs> For all the maybe, students who listen who to us. Children. There we go. There's teenagers ah. at home who are listening to this podcast who are currently struggling with Romeo and Juliet. I think they could still watch it. But other than that, I think you're right. I think it's it's so stylized and so unique. It splits, it still splits people, I think. Mm-hmm. You if this if this is one you haven't seen, you've heard about and you want to give it a try, go for it. If this is one you've already seen, you probably already know if you like it or don't like it. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I can say about it. If nothing else, if you've never seen it and you've never been inclined, just listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. 
just oh, go, go listen to the soundtrack enjoy the soundtrack enjoy the 90s that it is and have a lot of fun with that um otherwise if you're going in for nostalgia have fun rewatching it have fun watching the melodrama and the amazing sets and the cool costumes like mm-hmm. it is worth it for that too um but other than that i i don't know who else i'd recommend it to if like, you're I, someone i'm gonna yeah. jump in if you're someone who has a flair for the dramatic Ooh. i feel like you'll appreciate this one if you haven't seen it if you are like a you know let's say out of high school younger 20s for some reason weren't forced to watch this in grade 10 or maybe you were <laughs> maybe you'll appreciate it more when you don't have to like write exams on it totally when, you when you're not in a classroom setting it. with half the students making fun of it yeah, yeah. this is how this is gonna roll it's always um, different always a different viewing experience uh but that's all i'll say about that because i feel like i'm repeating a lot of what you said out of 10 i'm with you this one's a hard one because i st- i do still have a lot of nostalgia for it and as i said i admire the stylization and the risks taken with this film and in how it's done um so i will i will give it a seven as well i don't think it's amazing mm. but i do think it's visually interesting and it is worth a watch for mm. sure that's what i'll say about it okay well then pauline i yes. mean why don't we do some shakespeare quotes <laughs> i know so this was also hard <laughs> so because I was, funny. Like, I was like okay like i know that there are definitely some that we say yes which i mean which is crazy to think about because our whole family says some of these romeo and juliet lines <laughs> which is a weird thing i mean we misquote them most of the time but um and then I have some that I just enjoyed. But yes, me too. Unfortunately, you know what I got to say? My internet was being really difficult when I was watching this. And so the priest who speaks his delivery so well, Pete mm. Postlewaite does such a good job. He says his lines so fast. I was trying to write them. I'd have to pause ah. it and then rewind it. And then my thing would freeze. Oh, and it no. would take, yeah. And then I had to stop it and try to restart. So I had to let go of a few of his lines because I was like, oh, I didn't catch it. And this is going to take me five and a half hours to get mm. through this movie. So I hope you have some of his because I don't have a ton <laughs> of his. But I really liked a lot of them. I think I, the trouble with the priest lines is they're longer. Because yeah. in order to get the yeah. context of everything he's saying and the wittiness of it totally. and the wisdom of it, you're writing down like four lines. You're writing his so, monologue. You're writing, you're writing down so it's four lines done in iambic pentameter. And you're totally. like, okay. So, so I make no promises for him because I wanted okay. to write down a lot of his, yeah. but it, he his was the hardest to write lines I down. I know, for, and they are a, the best be lines. So just so everyone knows, if we don't quote any of his, it's not to say we don't adore them. It's that they were the hardest to write down and you should just watch the movie for his performance. <laughs> Agreed. A hundred percent. Him and Tybalt. Okay, so Tybalt, first line. This is my first quote. Mm. Um, Gas station that set the scene. Guns are now out and about. Benvolio has gone into the gas station and has now come out. And there's uh, guns basically at everyone's head. And one of them, oh no, not yet. There's no guns out, according (laughs) to, shoot, now I'm misremembering everything. The gun by Tybalt is not out yet. And this is what's happening. Benvolio says, I want to keep the peace. And Tybalt says, peace? I hate the word, as I hate hell, all Montagues, and thee. And then does a bunch of badass gun shit, and then everything (laughs) explodes. That's great. That was a great line. That was one of the first lines I had written down too, because also the delivery is just so good. good. The slow, drawn out piece and his like confused look. And you're like, this isn't going to end well. (laughs) You're like, "Mm, wrong person to say that to. Yeah, totally. Oh man. Uh, Okay. So I like that one. I, I do. uh, I do also like how, so rewinding a bit before that, the Montague's how the one Montague, when he sees the Capulets and they're going to do that bite my thumb line, he just, quietly says the other one i will bite my thumb at them which is an insult to them if they bear it and there's something about how he says it in this obnoxious bratty way to his buddy of just like i'm gonna do this and it's gonna be annoying and they're gonna be real upset give me a second (laughs) and again that really helped me understand the insult you're like brilliant get it but yes, so he's I just super the bratty. tone for yes. that one. I Agreed. just I had to write that one down because I just I appreciated the delivery of how it was done. Yeah. Okay. It's true. What's, what's your next one? Okay. Um, so one of them. So this one is Mercutio, and he's mm-hmm. talking to Romeo about uh, love, mm-hmm. and Romeo is uh, shocker whining about love, <laughs> uh, and how he's very morose. And Mercutio says, "If love be rough with you, be rough with love." 
prick love for pricking and you beat love down. And I was like, that's actually not terrible advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mercutio. (laughs) Anyway, I just liked it. That actually was delivery of Mercutio's that I really enjoyed. The other one, the other one I like um, of Mercutio, and it's actually him and, and Romeo, and it's during that whole dream exchange, yeah. which is weird as can be anyways. It's like so those odd. lines have always been strange. Yeah. They've always been some of the hardest to have to parse out as a poor high school student. And yeah. I've never liked that scene no. for that reason. It's like Mercutio saying like a run on sentence that lasts two paragraphs. And, and you're like, like why are we talking what? about We're Queen ta- Mab? She's in a walnut show? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the bane of so many students' existence. But after he's had like a big freak out, Mm. Roman just goes to him and goes, peace, Mercutio, peace. Thou talks of nothing. And Mercutio looks and goes, true. I talk of dreams. And I was Mm. like, "Mm, I like that one. (laughs) I I love it. And he he continues that line because I wrote, that was my next one I wrote Mm. down, which are the children of an idle brain begot of nothing but vain fantasy. Oh, Shakespeare. Whoa, man, that's fucking poetry. Mm. It's almost like he knew what he was doing. It's almost like the man is unparalleled and unprecedented. Mm. Ah, Mm. mm, mm -hmm. Okay. So what's your next one? All right, well, I got a quote of Romeo line. So this Ooh, is... Oh, I love this is going, yeah. So this is, he has seen Juliet. He is <laughs> at the party. And this is what he says. Did my heart beat love... Sorry, did my heart love till now? For... Oh, God, I'm butchering this so bad. <laughs> oh, I couldn't read my writing? Okay. I was like, it's okay. what? All right, we're, we're going to erase it. It's like it Here never happened. And okay. go. Did my heart love till now? For swear at sight, for I never saw true beauty till this night. That's it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's an iconic I'm, one. Like, it's not a clever it's icon- one. But there it's are like... certain lines that are just iconic. Absolutely. What's one of my you? favorite Tybalt lines is later. So the next one I'm going to do is a Tybalt. And it's when he is trying to pick a fight with Romeo. Because mm-hmm. he's upset that Romeo came to the party and he wasn't allowed to... Um, attack him because they were at a public yep. party um so he's <laughs> weird you know oddly enough the head of the capitalist was like how about you don't get your guns out in the middle of my masquerade ball at my house okay cool, cool, uh, cool. yeah mm-hmm. good call good call like, wise decision yep. so he's basically gone to try and and sought romeo out and this is what he says to him he just goes romeo the love i bear thee can afford no better term than this thou art a villain and the and way oh, Leguizamo so says it is it's amazing. So the trouble it's with so this is we're butchering good. all the lines because we are not the performers. <laughs> I know. But it's so good. I know. Oh. It's so good. And then, okay, so then I'm going to go to that same scene mm. with Mercutio. Oh. So then, so Tybalt is yelling at Romeo to turn and draw because Romeo's refusing to fight because he's just married Juliet and he knows he cannot kill her cousin. That's not <laughs> going to go well. Totally. And so Tybalt is egging him on and he's saying, turn and draw, turn and draw. And Mercutio's had enough and he's come over and they've started fighting and they're shoving each other. And so then Tybalt says something along the lines of like, like, what do you want from me? And Mercutio says, good king of cats, nothing but one of your nine lives. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I remember loving that line. I so love that bad. line so much. I was it's like, that so is good. a cool line. Yeah, yeah, Mercutio, <laughs> yeah. Great reference. Uh, well, then we have to it. continue with Mercutio because that whole scene is yes. some of the best lines. And mm-hmm. when... So after, of course, for a spoiler, everyone, he gets into the fight with Tybalt. Romeo tries to stop it. And in the kerfuffle that happens, Mercutio gets stabbed by a piece of blo- broken glass in this version. And um, he's trying to pass it off. He's saying that it's, it's but a scratch, a scratch, which, of course, is such a great joke because he's been mm. scratched by a cat. Um, it's but very clever. It's very clever. But then one of them is like, are you sure you're all right? And he basically is like, ask for me tomorrow and you shall find me a grave man. And he starts yeah. laughing. And I remember Ugh. our brother Dan would always laugh. He would laugh every time that I came up. He's oh like, Shakespeare is the best lines. And as a kid, I remember being like, yeah, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was a teenager studying the play that I was like, like oh, oh, it is funny. It is oh, that's clever. a pun. Yeah. But that's yeah. obviously did not get that as a kid. But I, yeah, it, is, no. it has become one of my favorite lines from the mm-hmm. whole play is the look for me tomorrow and you will find me a great man. And then his next line that he says to mm. himself is, they have made worms meet of me. And, and that I wrote one that one down. Always it's hard. gets me. It's so it's, hard. Because he knows he's 
dying. And you're yeah. like, God, this is horrible to watch. And you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I have to say that they do really well in this movie too, is the whole time I'm like, please don't end it. The, like, just see the messenger and just see the <laughs> FedEx guy. Like, just don't communicate oh, yeah, the... so confusedly. Oh, God. I know. Just I watching know. it, I always want it to end differently. And it well, never, and the fact that, ever like, does. Father basically ends Obviously. up going to the FedEx office and is basically just like, okay, did the letter reach him? It's like, no, we tried multiple times and it came back. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it's terrible. It's ter- anyway, but not to, not to get into that. But the other line, okay, mm. so after Mercutio has succumbed to his scratch mm. from Tybalt and Romeo goes to basically kill Tybalt now because he's pissed because Mercutio's dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Romeo says to him, Mercutio's soul hangs but a little above our heads. And there's another line in there that I didn't mm. catch. But his line that I that gets me because of how Leo delivers it is, Either thou or I or both mm. must go with him. And he repeats it like three times, yes. holding the barrel yep. of Tybalt's gun to his own head because mm-hmm. he's losing it. And it is such a great scene. It's so good. And his anger is just so fucking mm-hmm. fresh. Anyway, and I just yeah, really appreciate it. It's true. What I appreciate in that scene is it's believable that Romeo is in the mind headspace that he is because of how Leo plays it, because of how Mercutio's death has gone. And that sort of rage where he is blind to everything else makes perfect sense in that mm-hmm. moment and is very difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shift us past the the intense scenes to this one line from Paul Rudd's character Paris. Which made okay. me laugh out loud. And I think it's because as a kid, I paid no attention to him. Yeah, of course. As okay. an adult, I paid way more attention than I normally would have to Paris's character because I'm like, it's Paul Rudd. And the way he delivers this line. Okay, let's hear it. Which I line is this? I'm excited. Gone. And it basically is so Tybalt has just been killed. Um, Juliet has found out and she is heartbroken because not only is he dead, but Romeo killed him and she just married him and she doesn't know what to do. And so she's sort of locked herself in her room and has said that she's not coming out. And meanwhile, all this time, Paris has tried to woo her in the last in these couple days. Mm-hmm. It has not gone well. And he's basically waiting at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> and he says, he turns to the head of the Capulet family after the mom has just come down and been like, she's not going to come out. She's too upset with her cousin. He turns in with this sort of cheesy grin goes, these times of woe afford no time to woo. <laughs> and you're like, not the time, Paris. Uh, not the time, Paris. Read the room. It. I'm just sort of trying to like lighten the mood. Oh, an you're idiot. like, you know that Tybalt just died. Just literally today. Today he died. Oh god! And I just—I actually had to pause because I just started laughing. So hard. It was, it was oh, one of my favorite parts of the whole funny. movie, and it's one I never cared about until this movie. Yeah, I don't know how you could. I mean, yep. Um, Ooh, do you got another okay. one? <laughs> well, I do. I have another one again because I really liked how it was delivered. Mm. Um, but I'm going back to the dark scene. So Lisa brought us Go into the it. light, and now we're going back well, to where Tibbles is dead. Very little light. There's it's not a lot of light in this one. So Tibbles just been killed. Everyone is now gathered at the scene. Um, so obviously, as you do, there's a murder scene, and everyone comes a running, and no one preserves the the scene itself. Anyway, mm. so it's raining, and they yes. determined that Romeo has killed Tybalt and has now fled. And Lady Capulet is obviously mm-hmm. very distraught about Tybalt's death. And I don't know the actress's name who plays her, but she but delivers this line mm-hmm. so fucking good. She's talking to the prince, uh, the chief of police, and she says, I beg for justice, which thou prince must give. Romeo slew Tybalt. Romeo must not live. And I'm like, and she is like weeping and, and angry yelling. and covered in rain and yelling. And I remember that mm. line too. It sent, it always sends kind of chills. Chills. Because she is so heartbroken and so angry and so 
venge filled and just everything all the emotions that are coming out of her voice and you're just like this is the best delivery <laughs> yeah it was so it's so good like her delivery of it again mm-hmm. our quotes of this movie aren't doing it justice so i do mm-hmm. have to clarify that like we're just literally <laughs> reading lines in a closet but when you have the emotion behind these lines whoa, man they're fucking powerful anyway do you have another uh, one, Lisa? I have one last one. And it's, okay. again, it's the one that I did not pay attention to as a kid. But then when I watched it, I was like, that's a great line. Yeah. And it's when, so Romeo has found out that Juliet is, in quotation marks, dead. Um, she's drunk the special draft that makes her seem dead and has missed the note telling him what is going on. So he thinks she's dead. So he's raced back to the city that he's banished from. And he wants to buy poison because he decided that's how he's going to kill himself. So he goes to the guy and is basically asking for the poison. And the guy says, well, you know, kind of illegal to give it to you. And he basically like holds up a huge stack of money. And the guy looks at the stack of money and just goes, my poverty, but not my will consents. And Romeo mm-hmm. responds, I pay your poverty and not your will. And then he mm. takes the <laughs> takes the poison and leaves. It's brilliant. It's so good. And everything. And it's also, again, how it's said, how it's stated, yep. and like the disdain from Romeo of like, I don't freaking care. Totally. Like, just give Judge me, me the all stuff. you want. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And so I really like that line. So do you have a final one, Pauline, or are we ending I've, there? I've got, well, that's a really good one to end on, but I do have one Friar yes. Lawrence that I do feel like needs to be said. Mm-hmm. So Romeo has just killed Tybalt. He's run for cover. <laughs> and he's obvious, things aren't going well. And Friar Lawrence says to him, affliction is enamored of thy parts and thou art wedded to calamity. (laughs) And I just really, and he's so dramatic because then the other thing that the Friar does that I love is he's wallowing. Obviously he's like, Juliet is so upset at me and I just did this and I'm banished and that's worse than death. And literally Friar Lawrence goes through every reason he should be okay with this. And he's like, there, art thou happy? Juliet's alive. There, art thou happy? You're banished, not dead. Aren't you happy? Like, he's literally like, dude, this ain't that bad, all things considered. Let's solve the problem. You need to stop crying. That was one of my favorite exchanges. His whole thing of just like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, he loses it. And it's like, finally, someone's telling Romeo to calm the hell down. And then, obviously, (laughs) Romeo goes and buys poison and kills himself. And he didn't listen. Nope, he did not. Oh, dear. What's she going to do? What's she going to do? I think that's a good one to on as a Father Lawrence line. I really like that one. There we go. Thank you, everyone, for following us through Romeo and Juliet. There you go. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. English Uh, 10, coming back to haunt you. Yeah, there we go. English Mm. 10. You can never escape it. Um, Just like your teacher said. All right. So... Uh, this has been an interesting pick, Pauline. I really like this one. I liked how different it was. It was an unexpected one. So thank you. My pleasure. Um, I am definitely not going to have something like it next week. Unless you choose Moulin Rouge. I mean. <laughs> I think we should hold off. You know, we got to, yeah. we have so few Baz Luhrmann. I don't know. We, we can't gotta, do all Baz all at once. Yeah. 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 That's, right? that's too much. You don't, you don't want to have that. Otherwise people get tired of them. Uh, anyways. So it will be my turn next time to pick the movie i don't know what it is yet but it's gonna be awesome and Pauline will have some trivia to have to go through as always uh in the meantime while we all sort of wait for that trivia sode please like and subscribe and review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on um and feel free to follow us we're on instagram sometimes on twitter i admit i am terrible (laughs) at that but to be honest there's only like 10 of you who follow me. So I don't <laughs> think it makes a difference. Uh, and one of those is Cam. So I, I just not expecting a lot from it. Um, <laughs> sounds like you need to try harder, Lisa. <laughs> sounds like some people need to join first. It sounds oh, like this st- is a problem. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Moving or on. feel free to send us a much longer email uh, talking about your love or hatred of Romeo and Juliet. Was this a play you enjoyed? Did you hate having to study it? Did you like this movie? Feel free to send us a longer email at window at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you again so much for listening to us. And we will catch you next time on Friday for our trivia sode. <laughs>